0: listening to another episode of the niagara moon podcast this week i have a guest a really great guest in fact um her name is bess hepner formerly known as uh bessie she uh, is a good friend of mine and way means we uh both grew up in the same area in western massachusetts and then by coincidence um we all ended up in seattle uh, around the same time and um Certainly hung out a lot there. We uh, have played a show, t- show or two together out there. She's really cool. She uh, is a singer, songwriter, plays a mean guitar. And uh, activism is also really important to her. And uh, Bess will kind of explain how those two pursuits kind of, um, I don't know if you'd say cut from the same cloth, but they, uh, they tie into each other. You know, the inspiration for both kind of comes from the, the same place, as she'll, uh, she'll explain. Her debut album, brand new album, totally her first uh, release out into the world. Uh, it's called 17 to 24. It's a full-length album. It is uh, being officially released two days from when this podcast is coming out, April 26th. Um, however, it's available for pre-order right now at her Bandcamp. I'll include a uh, link in the description. And when you pre-order it, uh, one of the songs becomes available for download right away, and that song is called Bowl of Fruit. I'm going to play a little snippet of that for you, and then uh, you'll hear Bess and I get to chat, catch up. Unfortunately, the sound quality of the Skype call uh, kind of crapped out about 14 minutes in, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, but hopefully you'll still be able to to make out everything kind of a kind of a shame but it was still a lot of fun I hope you have fun listening to it and uh, let's get into it never never to be, be. less than a week till uh, the album comes out. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. It's called 17 to 24. Mhm. So you've been working on it about 7 years, you would say or Yeah.
1: The songs I've been working on for 7 years. And actually the whole concept of the album has been in the works for about 3 years.
0: Wow, so a long time coming is almost an understatement. Mhm. And you're playing uh, like a release show soon too or
1: Yeah. On Sunday I'm gonna play a release show.
0: So Sunday the twenty first or the, the next week?
1: Next week, Sunday next the twenty eighth. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. It'll come out that Friday and then and the show is on Sunday.
0: So yeah, I kinda I wanna hear about the just the process of putting that together. Like um when it's that long a stretch of time, you must like start in one place and then end up like in a very different place. Like what did you have in mind when you started said yourself, Oh, I'm going to like make an album rather than, um, you know, cause I know you would do uh, open mic performances and, um, music was always one of your interests, but when you were like, I'm going to put together a whole set of songs and like see this through. So how did that kind of, how did that process end up for you?
1: So the first song on the album I wrote seven years ago when I was 17. Um, and I had always just kind of casually been writing music Um, and I was writing music on the side of playing with a band for a while. I played with a band until I was 20.
0: And that was who to funk it in the Amherst area.
1: Yeah. Who to funk it. Um, so writing music was always kind of like a side hobby and it was more of a way of processing my thoughts, kind of like writing a journal entry instead of Mm. anything I ever thought I was going to perform. And then when I moved to Seattle, um, Almost three years ago when I was 22, I started thinking about performing my music as a solo project because I didn't know any musicians and I really missed music as a part of my life. Um, And actually, right before I made that move, right before I moved to Seattle, I was thinking about recording um, all of my solo music. And started working on it and came up with this whole concept and then realized I didn't have any of the recording equipment or the skills to uh, really go through with a solid album.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I got really disgruntled and put that project on hold and didn't really think about it that much. And then um, over the last year, I'd been playing with a bunch of different groups in Seattle. And Nothing was really working out. I would play with a band for about three or four months. And then the band, we would all kind of decide that it wasn't really a project we wanted to put time into anymore. So after that happened for the second time, which was in November, I was like, you know what? I realized I really need to play music. I'm a much happier person when I'm playing music. And it's just not going to happen unless I and playing it on my own and working on my own project because these groups of other people just haven't worked out
0: now was that you trying to start the group or somebody was somebody else is trying to start a project and you join theirs
1: um it was kind of both it was combination of i think both both projects started through rain city rock camp through people i'd met there um so either people reached out to me or i reached out to other people about starting a band and for whatever reason, they just didn't really work out. Um, yeah, it's a hard so, thing to
0: do, mm-hmm. especially when you're kind of just starting a lot, starting out in a lot of other arenas. Like it's a yeah, it's a big thing to take on, and you start to realize all the different components you need. So, um, mm-hmm. so that must have been a pretty good revelation when you're like, oh, I can just take charge of this myself. And,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And actually since then I've started playing music with other people. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like you once you decide you don't need anyone else, people yeah. Then they come out of the
0: woodwork finally. hmm When you like can have your own thing going either way, sometimes that will attract people more often than if you're like, Oh, I don't know what to do except try to start this like collaborative project now. Yeah. hmm But you've been playing music all your life, you'd say, or
1: yeah, I've been I've been playing guitar since I was eight and I've been writing music since I was probably 10. I used to me and my friend used to um, write music together when we were in elementary and middle wow. school. Um, do you ever record any? Yeah, of that? And we, yeah, we do have a recording of a song we made when I was 11 or 12. Um, so I've been playing music for a long time and I kind of thought, honestly, when I finished playing with Who to Funk It, that that was the end of me playing music. Mm. I was kind of like, all right, this band was great and I'm probably not going to really have a music career or side music project after this. So it's been really (laughs) exciting to work on this because it's been such a in-depth music process. Um, and after not really thinking that was going to happen again, it's been really fun to work on it.
0: So, how did you get more comfortable with um, actually recording and um, putting like the whole thing together, like all the different parts? When did it like start to make more sense for you?
1: You mean like the concept of the album?
0: Yeah, like well, the concept of the album, and then like you were saying, you got disgruntled before or kind of discouraged because you didn't know how to um, put your ideas into an actual recording so how did you finally kind Mm -hmm. of navigate that
1: well i reached out to people who had a recording studio um so i put a post on facebook um in a facebook group for northwest musicians and um um, i've been there yeah yeah i was gonna say you probably have been there (laughs) and i asked if anyone could help me record my first solo album and got a ton of responses which was pretty amazing. Like probably forty people responded. Oh my god! Um, and the only there was only one woman who responded, um, and I didn't just go with her because she was a woman. But that definitely, I was like, wow, it was a factor. There only one woman out of these forty people. Um, but uh, Erica Lenthal, who plays music in Seattle, also uh, she's a great musician. She reached out to me. And she has a record label called Rolling Crone Records with um, Doug Indrick. So the two of them helped record and produce the album. And that was really fun and really, really helpful working with them.
0: It was great. So finding the right collaborator made like all the difference. Suddenly you had a, mm-hmm. a path to follow. That yeah. is quite something to think about, that f- 39 men, one woman who, mm-hmm. who work in a studio. That's kind of shocking almost yeah especially for an area like seattle but when you finally uh did connect with them what once you guys were kind of in sync how um how extended was that process of just finally like recording all the different parts putting it together kind of seeing you know what the structure of the album would would be and everything like that was that did it get more accelerated at that point
1: Yeah. I had had the idea of the album kind of all set out for a long time because like I said, I first thought about recording it, um, this summer of 2016. So I had planned it all out then and I really wanted the album to be kind of a multimedia collage. Um, so after recording it, actually I made, uh, like collages, physical visual collages to go with each of the songs and Uh. I'm kind of still figuring out what to do with them. But, um, I wanted the album to really represent not like this coming of age period that 17 to 24 is. Um, So I did a lot of digging into old recordings and found all these old recordings from that time period and before um, that are interludes in the album. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, let's see, so that was kind of planned out before. For how to put those in, and where all the transitions were and everything. And what Doug and Erica really helped out with was, um, I had a lot of ideas of effects and ways to represent some of these things. like I wanted in my last song, I really wanted nature sounds. I wanted um, mm-hmm. I had a sound recording from the house I grew up in. Um, and I wanted to start the song that sound in the back and the song with sounds in the background from Seattle, because the whole song is kind of about like this move and Mm. being this big transition. So they were really helpful in being able to actually be realistic about what that could look like. The whole thing, it was really helpful to work with people who really respected my vision and also not only respected it, but also offered a lot of ideas about, um, like how I could improve on it and make it better. They didn't just sit back and let me record it on my own. They really helped produce it.
0: They understood what you wanted to do enough so that they could like make their own contributions that would be appropriate. Which is mm-hmm. that's always good when you can get to that point. Mm-hmm. How would you? Um, so you're working on visual collages now. You mm-hmm. So how would you visually represent the uh, the themes of this album, the the time period of 17 to 24? Do you have? A...
1: Yeah, I did i keep so many things i am you like to say maybe a hoarder yes i keep everything i have boxes when my parents moved um my parents moved to new mexico about the same time when i moved to seattle and i had to go through all of my stuff from growing up we were moving out of our house that i'd lived in for 15 years and i kept these like organized labeled boxes (laughs) of my archived life um, so I went through some of that stuff, and um, like the first collage from the song I wrote when I was seventeen is from a quick novel that I wrote when I was that age, and I you wrote a novel cut up pieces of that a Not a novel; novel it's a twenty yeah twenty page story about my life in graphic novel form. Wow. Um, yeah, it's pretty precious and pretty raw. A lot mm. of raw teenage emotions. Um, uh, but I took that and collaged parts of that together. And I feel like that goes really well with that song, which is called Blue, because um, it's a lot about like being at this point in your life when everything is new, um, you're kind of figuring out your place in the world, and you are also have a lot of questions and confusion um, you're getting all these reactions from people out, from outside of you, and you're just try, kind of trying to like be a good human being. Um, so those two go together. Um, I have another song. My next song on the album is called Fine on My Own. And I wrote that song when I was about 19. Um, and that song is kind of about similar ideas, but people putting um, labels on you. and Trying to figure out who you are without all these labels being put on you, but also um, not knowing like where you're going in the future. So for that collage, I found a bunch of journal entries, copied them, scanned them, and collaged them together. I can keep going through all of them if you want. It's no, <laughs> a yeah. lot of information. So
0: it's you were really a documentarian from early on. That's, yeah. Because um, I know your dad is an art teacher. He was my art teacher is that oh, yeah. something you kind of picked right. up from him you think
1: yeah for sure
0: just ready and able to uh to work with all different sorts of media and materials and kind of combine things in a creative way
1: yeah I think so and actually he, I've been um in a lot of communications with my dad about this project and we've been like texting each other back and forth ideas oh, that's cool. so that's been really sweet yeah
0: so what kind of ideas has he had He's
1: mostly just been like, oh, I don't, seeing my stuff and agreeing with it. <laughs> he hasn't been sending a lot of feedback or critique back, but yeah, yeah, it's but been helpful. Yeah, yeah.
0: This age range, 17 to 24, that's probably like, for anybody, that's like the most uh, tumultuous period of their lives or the one with the most discovery, self discovery. Like, uh, what? I mean, obviously, there's the concept of finding yourself. Is that definitely the most prevalent theme overall or what else what else uh pops up in this collection
1: that's definitely a big theme uh i think another big theme is uh just this idea of time i think a lot of the songs are about not really having a sense of what's coming next and that both being a very thrilling feeling and also a scary thing
2: mm-hmm.
1: um think another big theme is like in addition to finding yourself is like being accountable um to the rest of the world um a lot of the songs are about like me dealing with my gender identity sexual orientation um me dealing with white privilege thinking about a lot of those themes and then also the whole time I, the, in the whole range of 1724, that's also the whole time I've been in a relationship. So there's definitely a lot of, like, themes of being in this, like, serious long-term relationship woven yeah, into the song.
0: That's evolved over time. It was a, Is it hard to narrow this whole um, range of experience, like, and compact it into a one cohesive album, or...? Like, do you do you have trouble knowing what to put in, what to leave out, you know, how, how many different things you want to represent, or...
1: Mm, I had a hard time figuring out with the interludes, the little sound collage interludes, because I had so many recordings, and I really wanted to have a mix of pieces that were just mine, pieces that weren't songs, and pieces that I had written with other people, so... I have some, for example, the intro to the album is the first song I ever wrote and recorded on my own, um, and I and I knew that I wanted that to be the intro because not only is it so awesome to have this recording, but also it really ties together this theme of time and not really knowing like where you're going. And I wrote that when I was 14, um, so I kind of thought about tie it all together.
0: Yeah, so you're tackling the, the other, heavy stuff early on. Fourteen. Yeah,
1: I guess so. I was. I'm. I've always been like a super introspective kid. <laughs> um. Then the other, I just found so much stuff. Once I started digging, it was kind of overwhelming how much stuff I found. Um. And I ended up including an interlude. I found um a practice recording of my Torah portion that I read at my bat mitzvah. So I really wanted to include that because I feel that ties to a lot of social justice themes in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I found just tons of recordings that I made with friends um, during that time period. So figuring out how to narrow that down was really hard. Um, But the songs themselves were easy. A lot of my songs i spent about a year writing. So I don't have a lot of, yeah, So I don't have a lot of songs um, from that seven-year period that I wanted to record. Um, So that part was easy. And I think thematically, it wasn't planned how all the songs would relate to each other. But I think it does kind of have a good thematic flow when I listen to it all together now.
0: And having music as an outlet to kind of process all of this, like... um... Say if you didn't have music, what other way do you think you'd be able to kind of act on this uh, artistic energy? Like, um, did you dabble in writing or photography or some other kind of outlet?
1: Mm, That's a really good question. Um, Yeah, I used to write a lot when I was a teenager. I would write a lot of stories and a lot of poetry. And I haven't done that in a really long time, but I still keep a journal, and that's very helpful. Um, So I think that's probably the artistic expression that I gravitate towards if I'm not doing music but I think it's also been a really good realization that because I haven't been playing that much music in the last three four years um just going through this project it's really important to remember like music is really something I need to be doing and there's not really that many replacements for it
0: Mm. and it's good that you can kind of Music is so flexible, you can do it in so many different ways and so many different configurations. Mm-hmm. So, there's always like a new way to approach it depending on kind of where your your mood is, like mm-hmm. solo or band or, you know, sound collages. Or it's, I, I always, for myself, I always appreciated the versatility of it. Um, mm-hmm. Now, so social justice issues are really important to you, um, and it reflects in your, in your music and stuff. Was that? How did you gradually, or maybe it wasn't gradual, but how did you kind of enter that and kind of de- develop your um, your knowledge on it? Like uh, before moving to Seattle and after moving to Seattle, was that a big shift for you? or?
1: Uh, you mean in terms of music or in general?
0: Um, in general, and then also how it kind of influenced mm-hmm. your music or your lyrics? or.
1: Yeah. I think like in addition to being an introspective kid, I was always... Very interested in how to be an activist from a really early age.
2: From early,
1: age, um, yeah. kind of yeah, kind of the first thing I remember actually, and I wrote all about this in my graphic novel that I made when I was seventeen. Was um, when I was in fifth grade. I remember my teacher telling us about global warming, and I was just so horrified and surprised. And so I made, I wrote a student op-ed in my elementary school newspaper mm. um, about how people need to like drive less and conserve electricity because animals in the Arctic are dying. Um, and it was the only student op those students ever written for that elementary school newspaper. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think just, I don't know, I've definitely gone through phases of how active I am kind of like music and I actually feel like music and activism really go hand in hand for me. Um, the, I made a reference to how I used to play music with my friend when I was 11 or 12 and we got into making music because when I was in seventh grade, that was when hurricane Katrina hit Mm. and a couple people in a couple of my classmates actually in my school, um, had a Hurricane Katrina relief show for this organization in New Orleans called um, Rethinkers, mm-hmm. which is a group of um students who are rethinking how their schools are going to be built and run after the hurricane. Um, and the group actually is still really active and doing a lot in New Orleans. But me and my friend wanted to write a song for this show. Um, and the year before that, I had had a sixth grade teacher who had visited New Orleans and had gone into an elementary school that had been um, evacuated and no one had touched in a year. And the teacher on, in one of the classrooms had written a prompt on the board that said, this weekend I dot, dot, dot. And then the water line was right under that prompt. So the prompt had never been answered. And then the school had been um, evacuated for the whole year. Um, mm-hmm. So, me and my friend wrote a song about that, and I ended up actually going to New Orleans on a relief trip, which at age 12 was... That must um, have been eye-opening. Very eye-opening. I think, honestly, the most eye-opening part of that trip was um, the economic and racial disparities in New Orleans after the...
0: The segregation.
1: hmm After the flood, there was uh, the neighborhood around um, the university that is very wealthy and white uh, where it looked like nothing had ever happened. And then a lot of the poor neighborhoods um, that are mostly black neighborhoods looked, t- were totally demolished. demolished. And some houses were just like totally wiped out. Um, even And this was a year and a half after the hurricane hit. So being that as a 12-year-old writing this song, and then I also got t- to meet a lot of the rethinkers on that trip and hang out with them that was kind of a big deal as a 12 year old. Um, so yeah, I feel like, and kind of, you know, like through my college years, I did a lot of um, restaurant working worker organizing. And uh, when I was a college student and I worked at a restaurant and um, so I, I think it's just all kind of similar to music. Like it's one of those things that I've kind of come in and out of being passionate about yeah. um, music. I've kind of picked up and, um, been really excited about it at certain parts of my life, had really invested projects, and then other times when I'm not really it's kind of a lull in music. And I feel really similarly about my activism. Um, and I honest, honestly feel like the times I've been really passionate about my music have also been the times when I've been really active. Like that creative kind of energy. In hand. Yeah, it totally yeah. goes hand in hand, um, which I think makes a lot of sense. But I think a lot of my album honestly isn't. About activism directly, it's about like being an individual in this world and trying to figure out what that means. And um, I wouldn't say there's anything like act like overly activist about that necessarily.
0: Right. Um, the The feelings might come from the same place the 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 want to um, create music and um, express yourself through music and the 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 need, the desire to affect um, change through activism. It's, it's, it's coming from the same place, but uh, there's not too much bleed into the music, mm-hmm. at least in terms of lyrical themes or something. Um, mm-hmm. But as you kind of putting your own musical identity out there a lot more, you're, you're putting out this album, do you have some um, particular... Uh, project in mind that'll kind of go in tandem with the release? Like a an activism-related message to put out? or
1: I think what I want from this release, and I haven't really decided honestly what I want from releasing this project. I think I started it because I really wanted a new music project, and I felt like it would be a really good process to finally put these songs out there and finally really record them. But honestly, up to this point, I was really focused on the recording process and the creating process. And now that I'm about to release it, I'm kind of like, ooh, what am I actually going to do when this goes out into the world? I don't know. I don't really have a clear idea. So I think what I would really want from this album is it's such a relatable experience that I'm trying to convey in this album. I mean, everyone who is over the age of 24 has been 17 to 24 yeah, in their yeah. lives. And we all know, like, the growing pains that go into that age range. I think everyone... I am hoping that with this album, everyone's going to be able to relate to it, no matter who they are. Um, and that's really my big... <laughs> activist hope for this album is just to have something relatable um and something that people can really connect with and put their own experiences onto so it's not just me telling my story but it's more of a universal story that yeah you're, everyone you're finding share. what's
0: universal and that everybody can what everybody has in common mm-hmm. yeah so what are your um you know your i know you don't um necessarily have a whole um concrete plan or a campaign set out with it, but what are some of your kind of hopes or, or goals with um, 17 to 24? You're putting it out there. Do you uh, you want to play out more around uh, locally, and or are you thinking of touring? Or?
1: Oh, I would love to do both. <laughs> um, I've never gone on tour with, the, with Who to Funk It. We had always talked about going on tour, but I never the logistics of it never worked out mostly because we were so young. Um, but I would love to go on tour either with this project or maybe it'll turn into other projects with other people. Mm. Um, I would love to start playing some more shows out and I'm not really sure again, if I want it to be this project, if I want my solo project to just be its own little baby creation that people can listen to. And then I play other shows separate from it, or if I, want to and kind of develop this into a bigger thing. I think um, because this is the first time I have done a musical project on my own, I'm really trying to think of ways of how to be like a performer that takes up the whole space of the stage and the whole space of the project because um, that's really new to me. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about how to make this more of a multimedia, multimedia, multi. Yeah multi-art project Um, and I have some ideas for that and it's a lot of ideas that I don't feel like I have a lot of artistic skill in but I'm really excited to kind of explore that option and turn it into this kind of bigger performance where it's not just me standing there my little self holding a guitar on a big stage, but really trying to figure out how I can take up that whole sp- stage and how I can...
0: Yeah, how to own that whole space.
1: Mm-hmm. And how to incorporate everyone who's watching me into the performance more. So I'm kind of thinking about ideas for that. Cool.
0: And so outside of just your, your solo project, Bessie and, and this album, um, at this point, who uh, who else are you working with? Or what other kind of projects are you?
1: Oh, I, by the way, I changed my um, art name to just Bess Hebsnery. Um, Bessie, someone had the point that do you and someone was like, Do you want to hear people can you imagine a crowd shouting Bessie? And I'm like, No, that's what my grandma called me. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um Okay, other projects I'm working on. I actually have two shows tonight with two different groups. Tonight. So I'm really excited about that, yeah. Um but I've been playing in the last few months I've been playing um with singer and we have a duo project that right now is called best and amber and that's been really fun and really exciting and we've been writing a bunch of new music um so i'm very excited about that project and then i have also been playing with a band that has a show tonight and um the show that we have tonight and the whole reason that we're a band is for this performance so i'm not sure what's going to happen after the performance tonight but um it's a performance called Band Crush where we submitted two of our original songs mm-hmm. and two other bands are covering our songs and we are covering two other band songs.
0: Oh, neat. So everybody's kind of working together and kind of sharing each other's uh, musical, musical stylings. Everybody's kind of try, trying something new out. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's yeah. fun for... a If you're going to have a bunch of bands in a row, that's a fun way to kind of... Have the collective musical experience. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So regular gigs, album release, My yeah, so you're you're doing the whole thing. That's really cool.
1: Just starting to just starting yeah. Just I mean it's, it out. it's
0: all and you've learned you've picked so much up in the last uh, few years that so much uh new knowledge and you know how to do much more now with music creation and so it's it's all uh mm-hmm. I, I assume you're you're thinking about um new songs and a potential new project even after this this album? You kind of have the next thing on the horizon? or
1: um, I do and I don't. I think I'm really excited about this um, dual project, Best Amber. Um, i thinking a lot about what we can do with that. Mm. Um, and then in terms of my own project, I, I'm planning a couple more shows after my album release show in May and June. But... I kind of want to see how the shows go and see how they feel and um, go from there and not really commit to any big plans with my solo project.
0: Mm. Yeah, still feel stuff out for a while. Wish I could be around for the shows tonight. Unfortunately, I am on the other coast, but Mm -hmm. I hope it goes really well. I'm excited for the uh, the album come out um we're talking on april 20th so that's yeah still less than a week um i think this episode mm-hmm. will come out a couple days before but uh try to get awesome yeah links for people to to check it out in there as soon as i can um yeah best thanks for coming on the show
1: yeah no problem i was just gonna say i um put the album up on bandcamp for pre-sale today and there's one song um that you can stream on Bandcamp as of now. So that's up there, but then everything else is coming out Friday. Awesome,
0: yeah, I'll definitely include that. Cool. Yeah, it was great talking to you.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. This was so great.
0: All right, it's just me here again. Thanks for listening to that uh, whole conversation. Really hope uh, Wayne and I can go back to Seattle sometime soon, or uh, maybe we'll try to get best to come back out to Massachusetts. Either way, uh, good times will be had all around. I uh, just got her full album myself not too long ago, ordered it off of Bandcamp, and i um, pretty excited to dig into the whole thing. For now, I'll leave uh, this episode off with the whole song that I played a little bit of earlier. This song is called Bowl of Fruit. So enjoy that, and I'm Thomas signing off for now. <laughs>
2: Never to be, never to be.